This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 136 of the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you with the generous support of Equestrian Collections. Christmas and happy holidays from all of us at the Horse Radio Network. I am Glenn the Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and you are listening to the annual All Hosts Holiday episode. Once a year, we all get the hosts from all the different shows together and celebrate another year. This show will be played over all the shows on the network over the holiday season. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, who we couldn't do this show without and we're very thankful for, and then we're going to come back and introduce eight hosts this year. Three years ago, it was just three of us, and now it's eight of us. So this is going to be like herding cats, I am sure. So we are now going to be back in just a minute. Equestrian Collections has an extensive range of thermal winter riding boots that will keep your feet warmer and drier while you ride out in the winter weather or are working in the barn. Most winter horse riding boots come lined with a thermal insulator like Thermalite and a waterproofer like Hydrotech. This integrated insulation and waterproofing approach gives you the best of both worlds, warm and dry feet. When you are out riding in winter weather, you will truly appreciate the difference. You can find out more about these popular boots and the full range of Equestrian Collections winter wear by following the link on our show notes or going directly to equestriancollections.com. And if you use the coupon code HRN at the checkout, you'll get $10 off your next order of $100 or more. Equestrian Collections is a participating retailer of the Horse World Gives Back campaign. Well, we're back here on the annual All Host episode of the Horse Radio Network. And I'd like to introduce all the hosts, which is going to take a little longer than it did last year, because we have some new ones since some of you may have listened last. I know we have a lot of new listeners, too. We probably have, since last year, double the amount of listeners. So this may be the first All Host episode for some of you. It's just our time to all of us hosts get together once a year and just talk about the past year and have some fun. So sit back, relax. If you're old enough, maybe an adult beverage. And, and if you're not driving, and enjoy it with us. Well, first, I'd like to introduce the first co-host of the Horse Radio Network who helped found the thing with the Stable Scoop Radio Show, and that's Helena B. from Rhode Island. Hi, Helena. Hi. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. I'm happy once again to be doing this show. It means we've made it another, another year. year. <laughs> we've survived, Helena. Who knew that all those years ago we'd be doing this show again and there would be eight hosts? Oh, I knew there were big things in store for us. You knew more than I did, so <laughs> you had more faith, I think. Um, so, Helena, you know, another year has gone by, another year of Stable Scoop, and it's just getting better and better, and I just have to tell you that I'm still enjoying working with you every week. Okay. I haven't gotten sick of you yet. <laughs> I, I adore it. so sincere. <laughs> oh, I do, and I still slide into my chair at the last minute, just 30 seconds before we're supposed to tape, and somehow, thank God for show notes. That's all I have to say, is thank God for show notes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I got to do stable scoop. I got to do stable scoop. Am I prepared? Am I show notes ready? Do I know what we're talking about today? And somehow, the minute we get on the air together, it's like all of that stress goes away, and we just have a really good time for an hour. So 
I have to say, after all this time, it's as much fun as the first couple episodes we did. Well, good. She's not quitting today anyway. That's good to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Helena. Next up, next in line that came on board with the Horse Radio Network was Chris Stafford, who hosts four of the shows, the Eventing Radio Show, the Dressage Radio Show, the Jumping Radio Show, and one of the newest shows on the network, Equestrian Legends. Howdy, Chris. Hi, Glenn. Hi, everybody. Great to be back again. This must be the third year that we've done this. I was trying to think of that. It's the third year. Yeah. That we've done this all host thing. And Time it, flies. We started it just as a way for all of us to get together and finally talk as a group. Uh, well, face-to-face, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So that's, right. that's why it started. And a lot yeah. of people do, still think, and especially we hear this all the time with the morning show, they think we're all recording in the same studio, and when in fact none of us record in the same studio anywhere. We we're, don't often see who we're talking to. That's right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, next up in line was Alan and Tammy. We have Alan Moorhead and Tammy Sarantz from the Western Radio Show. Hi, guys. I feel like How I should say you? howdy to you because we're from the Western Show. You Glenn. should. So say that, Tammy. <laughs> we want to hear your best howdy in your Australian Southern Texas accent. Uh, howdy, Glenn. <laughs> That's supposed to be howdy, y'all. Howdy, is y'all. That, is that howdy or g'day? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the whole unfair thing about the thing is is, is uh, we all sound like Hicks, and then Chris and Tammy come in with these really cool accents. <laughs> I'm sure mine changes fake. over time. I think they're fake. I think they were really born and raised in the Bronx, and they came up with these accents just to be cool. I don't think it matters if it's fake or not. <laughs> it just sounds good. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy in New Mexico one time that really liked Tammy's accent when we were talking about the Oh, stuff my gosh. Like yeah. Yeah, I remember. It was a memorable moment. Well, Alan, I have yeah, to say, exactly right. I have, I'm very glad you're here, Alan, because I have another guy, at least, one guy that's on, these, on this network with me, and I really appreciate that, Alan. There's <laughs> safety in numbers. Yeah, at least there's two of us. Still out well, it's just like I, I was saying off the air during the break a minute ago, uh, right before break, you were talking about how the uh, Horse Radio Network has grown in numbers of just like from three hosts to now eight, and it's like you've got this great breeding program for a show host. I mean, uh, it's producing all these mares, and, you know, only one colt, so. <laughs> We can always count so on Alan for a little horsey humor thrown in there. Well, you can geld him when he gets all in the- <laughs> Yeah! It may already be. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. I left that one alone. And next up, and I know she's itching to talk, <laughs> is uh, Jamie Jennings from the Horses in the Morning Show, our li- only live show that we do every day here on the Horse Radio Network from Phoenix, Arizona. Howdy, Jamie. Well, howdy, y'all. Um, <laughs> being from Georgia, I can say y'all <laughs> and own it. Uh, yeah, I'm not the newbie this year. Yo. Last year, y'all were talking about me being the new one. Well, we have newer new ones now, so <laughs> I'm feeling pretty secure. <laughs> You're a veteran now. You're like old time. <laughs> Now, next up, uh, we brought, uh, much to her chagrin, and I dragged her in kicking and screaming to host the Horse Tip Daily Show when, when I just plain ran out of time. When Jamie started taking up all my time in the mornings, I needed somebody to help out with Horse Tip Daily. So I said to my wife, Jennifer, who also produces the Horses in the Morning Show, you have to help us out here. You have to do that. Besides, you'll be much better at it than I am, and that's Coach Jen. Hello, everybody. 
And I will say that the numbers on that show have gone up 25% since she took over, and I, I did stop doing it. So <laughs> I think as a business decision, that was pretty good, and it obviously <laughs> says a lot about my ability to talk about training things. So... <laughs> People don't want to hear advice from you, Glenn. No, the moral of that story is don't let a horse husband do a tip show. Probably not a very good idea. <laughs> uh, then next up, and finally, well, Jennifer, we can consider her a maiden on this voyage. And then uh, the newest maiden on this voyage in her first race this year is Wendy Ying. Dr. Wendy Ying. Hi, everybody. Yay, of the Driving Radio Show. <laughs> And several other shows that she fills on on regularly to help us out with veterinary questions. So, Wendy, now you're our resident veterinarian here on the network. I guess so. She's well, in no charge of gelding. Yes, yeah, she, she, she knows all about gelding. Yeah, that's, that's, an, that's another unfair. She's got a cool title. I mean, we have two cool accents, and then she's Dr. Wendy Yang. I mean, <laughs> Are you feeling insecure, Alan? Don't feel insecure, Alan. I'll be gentle when I geld you. And Alan, I have to say, every week, every, every, no, you're not. Yes, I am. Okay. Every week on the Western Radio Show, Alan busts Tammy's chops on Texas. And Alan, where are you recording from tonight? Oh, I'm in Mesquite, Texas tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You were talking. You were talking a few moments ago about not recording in the same studio. Hell, it's it's. It's been several states this year that I've recorded from. I've recorded from Georgia. I've recorded from South Carolina, Wyoming, Texas a couple of times. It's just wherever we stop, we can get one recorded. Well, and I want to apologize a little bit for the crackling you hear with Alan. Either he was drinking heavily tonight or he's in very rural Texas. We're not sure which. Um, (laughs) Probably both. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just got back, Alan, from a long trip. You went out to... Uh, to Vegas for a little bit and then did another gig, but uh, you were the only one of us that, well, that was out in, for, in Vegas for the big doings. Yeah, I missed you, too. I kept waiting for you to get there. I mean, I wouldn't go to the tables and you know, unless I knew for sure you wasn't going to be coming around the corner, but uh, yeah, I was in Las Vegas for uh, a couple of days for the PRCA, the Professional Rodeo Capital Association uh, convention, trying to book some rodeos and, and was out there for the NFR a couple of days, and then I had to go back to Oklahoma City for a week. I uh, worked a rodeo here in Mesquite, Texas this past Sunday. Uh have another show on my way home in Jackson, Mississippi, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week. Uh, just trying to keep the feet bill paid. Well, and Alan, of course, is a rodeo announcer and a good one. I got to watch a little bit of him in action there. So uh, good job, Alan. Well, you know, I wanted to... What, what's that? I have a question. Okay. This is, this is a, a break in the action to give our listeners a little insight into who the Horse Radio Network really is. Everyone who is in the room, in other words, on this recording right now, who is either surfing the Internet, playing on their iPhone, or (laughs) knitting, please raise your hand. Wendy, for the first time, you're not. I'm not. You know what? Sterling was texting me right when we started about, do I give this IV or I? And I finally just texted him like, shut up. I am recording now. I think, I'm not doing veterinary I think stuff Wendy's now. the only one not multitasking not. right now. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm not multitasking, but I have a stray cat I'm trying to keep off my computer that I found the other day. All right. We had to lock our cat up because he bit Chris right before the show started. <laughs> Chris, I'm Chris sorry. classic deadpan style. Um, excuse me, could could you please um, put the cat somewhere else? Really? Yes, he... <laughs> He just bit my leg. <laughs> so nonchalant, he, he like she just picked up the mail or something. 
You should have shared your champagne with him. He'd have been all right. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I've been looking on Facebook this whole time. What's going on? <laughs> Me too, Jamie. Do you want to play words with friends, Jamie? Yeah. He's checking out chat. the Fair Treatment of Gopher Coalition page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Jamie, everybody, is having a little... She bought... I feel bad for her because she, her and her husband got married a little over a year ago. They bought their first farm. Literally, they bought the farm in Phoenix. And it's a nice place and everything. And they were so excited to move into their first farm together, newlyweds. They're going to have their horses out back and everything. And they have been overrun with gophers. I mean, the guy, professional gopher killer, came out and said, you have hundreds if not thousands of gophers. And she said, "Now they're starting. It's starting to look like just eruptions all over the farm." And you sent pictures. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. You know what? Just keep putting salt in that open wound of mine, Glenn. <laughs> keep every day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely a battle, but that's okay. Uh, you know, it, 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 life is met with challenges, and you just Can have I to go out with and it. Shoot time? Please. <laughs> I, think you should invite, I think you should invite the local Jack Russell Terrier Club to come out there and oh, charge That's a good them. idea. Yeah, charge them like $10 a time, a run yeah. with the gophers. Well, you could have the Jack Russell Terrier Club on Mondays, yeah. the Dachshund Club on Tuesdays. They would pay big money for that. <laughs> Chris's dogs would love that. <laughs> Send them out. Imagine what a yard and pastures would look yeah. like then. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you wouldn't have any gophers, but you'd have a lot more holes. <laughs> Yeah, you'd, you'd have to watch. You'd have to watch for the piles and the holes. Alan, we keep Jamie's. Uh, for those that don't know, Jamie's uh, good-looking, very handsome husband is a F-16 fighter pilot, and we keep saying that he should just come out and strafe the farm. Just strafe the farm. Just get that fifty caliber going and take care of those gophers. But for some reason, the neighbors didn't like that idea much. Probably not. No, that might. That might get us kicked out of the neighborhood pretty pretty quick. But enough about gophers, Glenn. This is, you know, I do this every morning with you. You constantly ask me about them, and I constantly fight them. So let's let's talk about something. All right, let's talk about something else. (laughs) I've come up with some questions for everybody for this year, and I'm going to start with the one that's scaring everybody uh, because I want to. I thought it was clever. Jennifer and I came up with this last night, and we just think it's kind of a clever question. So the first question I have for everybody, and we'll go around the room is what would be the title of your autobiography? If you were to write an autobiography, what would be the title? And I'm going to get, get, I know that a couple of you are really concerned about this one. Chris is right now trying to figure it out. So we're going to go to Jennifer first. I know that you had a title that you had came up with for your autobiography. So what was it? Uh, My autobiography title is The Survivor's Guide to Life with a Creative Genius. <laughs> I think she's talking about me, and I think she made the title a little kinder than she originally had said. Well, I had to make it rated G. <laughs> I think she really wanted to say crazy whack job. But, you know, you're right, because it's very difficult living life with a person with ADD, and uh, Helena's husband could uh, attest to that, too. Because I prefer I... creative genius. Okay, yeah. I don't like to tell people I live with a crazy man. <laughs> You think I'm proud of that? I've been married 25 years to that nut job. Well, you might get free stuff, Jen. You should try it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Some kind of medicine. I Drugs. don't know. Something. Somebody will feel bad for you and give you something free. But I'm not the only one on this call has has severe ADD. Helena's is almost worse than mine. Your poor husband. 
Book titles, Glenn. Book right. titles. See, right. see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie has to deal with that every day. Mine, I'll go next to give you guys a little bit more time, is uh, there's two things that I say a lot on the shows that annoy the heck out of me, and I cannot stop saying them. And for three years, I've had to edit my own shows and listen to myself saying these things. And I oh, think, you poor thing. I know. It just drives me insane because I try and stop and I can't. And so my title would be, all right, I'm just saying. And that would be the title of my autobiography. All right, I'm just saying. Because I say all right way too much, and I'm just saying, I'm just saying way too much. But it would be a perfect autobiography title for me. All I right, never I'm noticed that you said, I do I'm just saying. I, I didn't time. notice it either, but I'm going to notice it every time now. <laughs> right? So is the audience. <laughs> Thanks for the complex. I'm going to bring it up now on the Dying Radio Show if you say yeah. it. Yeah, just, hey, I'm just, just saying. saying what? <laughs> make a shock collar for that. Oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. Actually. That might work. Did you just say they make a shock collar for that? Did you? But anybody that does this kind of stuff in live performances, I mean, it was like we rodeo announcers. We'll always come up with some kind of tick word or tick phrase that uh, it, it just sticks with you for three or four weeks, and it ends up changing. You do something else because you realize it, and uh, next thing you know, there's something else you're doing all the time like that, like ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, or something. Yeah, it, it's Pick words just follow you. How do you get it's, rid of them, though, Alan? See, I'm going to have to talk to you after the show and find out how I can get rid of them because I've been trying for Glenn, years. Glenn, I'll tell you how to get rid of them. Just quit it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a practical, Tammy. You should start a rehab center. <laughs> <laughs> just quit it. Just quit it. Just quit All right, next up is let's go to Alan next. He he's being all mouthy over there, so in Texas we'll we'll find out what your autobiography is called. Well, it, I, it would either be like uh, OMG, HOT, to kind of keep up with everything that's going on, like, uh, oh, my God, hold on tight, because everything's just in kind of a whirlwind and, uh, and uh, moving along, or either it would just be uh, quietly moving up, uh, because I've never been one that's really been a, a huge self-promoter and stuff like that. I've just kind of depended more on word of mouth, and uh, because you don't want to go in there and me, undercut sir. anybody on yeah, job. Excuse me, sir. Can you please better. put our yeah. Alan back on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go with the first one. <laughs> Or just, uh, or just uh, FBQ, shy, bashful, and quiet, you know, uh, <laughs> something along those lines. I like, oh, my God, just hold on. That's pretty good for you. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's, my God, hold on tight. O-M-G, yeah. H-O-T. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. I like that, Alan. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tammy, what's yours? Well... Glenn, like, when people ask me to sign a picture or sign something, I always write one or two things, and that's what I think I would use. I always write, aim high, and then sign my name, or I always write, give everything your best shot. So uh, I think I would have to use one of them, and I would probably call it aim high. And for anybody that doesn't know, Tammy is a world champion mounted shooter, so aiming high is not necessarily a good thing. Don't you miss the balloons when you're aiming high? Someone else tells me that all the time whenever I sign that, Glenn, and it bugs me. <laughs> and it hasn't I, always been guns either. She liked to stab her brother to death one time when she was a kid. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> he's, sitting, he's sitting there with a knife sticking out of his leg, and it sounded like a diving board, and it was an accident. My brother emailed uh, Alan, Glenn, and told him all the dirt on me. <laughs> That's From funny. Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. And he told him my nickname growing up, too. Well, I think Tambo. Uh, with Tammy's... What's, what's, your, what's nickname? your nickname growing up? Tambo, because I was, like, mean like Rambo. 
with a knife thing came and from. And now she's heavily armed. So I don't She's yeah. more like Tambo now. <laughs> That's pretty good. Jamie. Yes. What's yours? <laughs> um, you know what? This Y'all was watch an easy. <laughs> <laughs> watch the home. <laughs> no, I, actually, this one I I really didn't even have to think about because it's a book that I really I, I never really thought of it as an autobiography, more like a story. But it is a book that I would like to write someday, and I'm trademarking it right now, people, so you can't steal it. All right, <laughs> it's called. Um, Horses I'll meet in heaven. Because I think that uh, throughout, you know, we were talking about a week or so ago about your lifetime horse. And some people have that one lifetime horse. Well, I feel lucky enough, even at 34 right now, to have had several horses that have affected my life and and taught me things about life and riding and horsemanship and and relationships. And so I, I always think that I'd like to write a book about and a chapter about each one of those horses that has affected my life. And, and probably through it, it would be an autobiography. And it's called Horses I'll Meet in Heaven. I love that. I love that idea. Thanks. And what's the funny is, is, is I listen to your Friday show sometimes for your really bad ads. And some of the worst ones where these horses sound like they've got hair slipping and ears falling off. You always hear Jamie say, I'm going to look at that one. (laughs) It's in my neighborhood. (laughs) I like when Jamie reads the really bad ads. I like when she does her her voice to read the really bad ads. And the the audience has really taken to it. That's the most popular segment now on our show is on Fridays (laughs) when we do really bad ads from Craigslist on people selling horses and horse trailers and sheep and goats and chickens. It, it, it is hilarious, and they've started to really get into that now. So we get a lot of really bad ads every week submitted by the listeners. Helena, did we do you yet? No, no. Um, okay. <clears throat> I wrote down some stuff, but you guys yelled at me for writing my answers down. So <laughs> I trashed those, and now um, I think I would have – yeah, okay. I would have two two books and because I can't decide. So the first one I think would be, I would call it, uh, Are We There Yet? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, you're laughing because clearly you guys know me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just not the most patient person in the world and constantly paddling upstream to get someplace. And I never know where I'm going, but it's like I can't. I'm not happy unless I'm going forward somewhere, you know, unless I'm working part, towards Helena, something. What? Is you get there, and then you go past it, and then you're still saying, did we get there yet? No, yes. you've already been there. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, my motto in life is just keep trotting, just keep trotting, you know, and I, that's kind of, I never get anywhere, but I just keep trotting, so that one. And then, they, and then I always say that I would write, I, I really should chronicle my trials and tribulations with horses because I'm, I'm all alone. There's really no one else in my family or my close, close circle of friends, except for Jen, who's out in Kentucky, who, you know, are you just sometimes when you have your horses at home, sometimes you feel like you're in this all alone and, you know, you're staring at your horse and you're scratching your head going, how the heck am I going to fix this? So I feel kind of, you know, alone. And then I, I go back to this silly little Romany spell book that a neighbor gave me once and I go through my little gypsy spell books. I'm like, well, maybe I could do some magic or voodoo to fix whatever, whatever <laughs> ails me. So, um, and of course all this came about when Pi came to live with me. So I was going to call it Pi and the Solitary Witch. 
That's that's your second autobiography. You know how some really famous people they write an autobiography when they get into their thirties and they feel like they're not getting enough movie scripts anymore, and mm-hmm. then they get to be in their eighties and they're not getting any movie scripts anymore. That's going to be your second autobiography. That'll be the follow up. I'm wondering if people who have severe ADD like Helena and I do, if we ever get through, we we never get finished with the autobiography. We're on to the next thing. So there would never be an autobiography for people with ADD because that's why I've never started it. <laughs> I told you I wanted to, but it, who has the time? I'm always busy getting someplace else. <laughs> now, yeah, I'd, have figured, I'd have figured either Jennifer or Helena's would have been, really, Glenn? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, That's a good, good one, Alan. <laughs> All right, Chris, I've put you to last because you weren't sure what you'd call yours, so you've had extra time to think about it. Sort of like picking off the menu. You, we gave you extra time, but the waiter has now come to you. So far, so good. Oh, that's a good one. With a British Me? accent. Yeah. Yeah. Just make us all sound stupid and trivial, why don't you? <laughs> Thank you. That. <laughs> that's a Chris's Thank job. you. <laughs> Very reflective. That's right. I was going to call my dad, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew why Chris so far, so good? It. Tell us why. It's not original. Well, no, I couldn't. We didn't ask you that. We didn't ask you that. Um, Mark Todd wrote an autobiography, and I knew it. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, didn't Mark Todd write that one? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> he did, and he signed it for me so sweetly. When he wrote it, it was back in the oh, it has to be uh, early nineties, I think, if not before. And uh, I thought, what a great title. So far, so good. Because he was only halfway through his career, and I hope I'm only halfway through mine. And no rude comments from you, Jamie. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She knows you well, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. I didn't say nothing. Did we miss anybody? Yes, you missed me. Oh, the maiden. That's right. Sorry. Dr. Wendy, excuse me. Dr. Wendy Ying. But I have to tell you, I really didn't have one, so I was like sitting here thinking, oh my God, I forgot to like prepare my answer. Did you forget to look at the show notes? Yeah, I didn't look at any of the show notes. And then I thought, I should be, wait, what was I supposed to say? (laughs) Because I say that on every show. It's true. It's true. I don't prepare. But it just seems like. How did you ever get through your thesis? Well, my master's thesis? I haven't finished your doctorate. How'd you ever get through oh, your doctorate? that's just an exam. I don't have to do a PhD. I, mean, I don't have a PhD. I have a oh, veterinary okay. degree. Okay. How'd you get through that? Well, it wasn't easy. I had to, like, focus. But then when I get out of there, I'm like, I can go back to my regular lifestyle. <laughs> she sat beside somebody smart and looked on their paper. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I just think, like, sometimes I used to feel like I shouldn't be so spontaneous, but it... I think it makes your life more exciting, and then you're, you're open up to new opportunities. Like what we were talking about at dinner the other night, the way I met Jennifer and Glenn um, was just kind of a random, spontaneous thing, and it's turned out to be really wonderful. So if I didn't take these opportunities, there was only one time in my life where I said, oh, I shouldn't do that. That just seems too crazy. But um, this is a we're not asking because I don't that. think that would be. No, no, it wasn't bad. It was like a veterinary job in Ireland, like right when I graduated. And I think, oh, I should have done that. But you never know where your life's going to take you. And sometimes Amen it's to that. scary to take you. <laughs> yeah, just go. It's great. Random and spontaneous. Yes. That might be the name of your book. 
Random and spontaneous. That's that's true. That would be good. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right. Thank you, everybody, for that. Now, I, I want to know two things. We'll combine these two. Is What was the most memorable thing you did this year personally that's really the, something you're going to remember forever? And what was the episode that was most memorable for you on your shows this year? Uh, and I know that's always hard because we have tons of terrific guests. We've done over 1,700 episodes on the network now. Chris herself is approaching 400 episodes. <laughs> so we've had, we've had over 2,000 guests between all of us. A, more than that, probably. Probably close to 2,500 guests. So there's a lot of them that I know are memorable. But there's usually something that really stands out in your mind every year. Uh, so we, we, we want to know that. So I, I, we're going to start, I'm going to mix it up a little here, and we'll start with Jamie. What, do you, what, what are yours? Oh, me first. Um, well, personally, I, you know, m- moving into this farm and buying a farm with my husband uh, was pretty awesome for, for the two of us. But uh, that being one of them, the other one being where I, I got my rescue thoroughbred this year, uh, competing. We finished two beginner novice and we went and did our first novice horse trial and he took second place and he's starting to just kind of come into his own. So I'm pretty proud of the farm and pretty proud of the horse that I have on the farm. So those are probably the, the two best personal things that happened to me this year. And as far as the guest, Helena and I got to do something pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know if it's her answer or not, but we got to sit down and do about an hour-long interview with Madeline Pickens. Who, uh, MadelinePickens.com. You can. She's basically kind of wild horse Annie for today. Um, she's saving America's Mustangs, and she's got a wild horse sanctuary that she's opening up. And getting to to sit down and talk with her, with Helena, was just something really special. And we we do a series, uh, a segment on our show every once in a while called uh, the Hope Series, and it's women that just are basically inspiring and uh, empowering. And she was definitely the superstar guest that we had for that segment it was just it was very cool and she is in the statistic book as the wealthiest guest we've ever had on the horse (laughs) (laughs) no doubt leave it to glenn to go deep i know exactly (laughs) and here jamie i was so wrong about you i thought your favorite episode would have been charles that was last year. Oh, that, that was, was last, last year. year. That, last that was year last year already. Yeah. Oh, you didn't specify in the notes that it had to be this year. It has to be this year because we're talking about 2011. Oh man! Although we did have Charles on the the broadcasting live from Rolex was pretty cool. I gotta say that was pretty special. And then Charles came over, of course, Zinyata's groom, uh, manager of Zinyata's, mm. and you got to meet him in person. He's dreamy. (laughs) Carry on, carry on. Sorry. (laughs) Farm with husband. Gotcha. (laughs) Focus. Well, all right, Tampi. You're you're so focused. What about yours? Oh, well, I was sitting here thinking about my most memorable thing. And I've had a fun year. But I would have to say maybe my most memorable thing was I won a the National Rifle Championship in Tunica, Mississippi, and I was the first uh, female to do that. Um, and All right, that and deserves I, a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> well, I beat some very uh, interesting people in the top ten cowboys. So um, that was definitely, uh, you know, I, I, it, it was just... It was a full house, and it was the final night, and I was the only girl to make it back, and it was just, my horse was amazing, and it was just awesome. So, 
Uh, and I want a gun. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you've never done that before. Most of the shows we go to, we win a lap r- or rug or we win a halter. I want a 44-40-1873 trapper. It's awesome. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is, it sounds, it sounds impressive. It sounds deadly. It's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> I was um, surprised. We, got to, uh, we met a mounted shooter out in Norco when we were there a couple weeks ago. And she had her guns along, Tammy. I was surprised how heavy they are. I thought they would be lighter. I thought they would make them lighter just for you guys. But they're heavy. Yeah. And I tell my students, they complain about they're heavy. And I'm like, you know what? If you go faster, you don't have to hold them so long. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And your episode? My episode? You know, I'm kind of a softie. So, um... I really loved the episode with Barbara Schulte. She is very inspirational. She had a great story about, um, you know, having the courage to work through losing her son. And I just, I love people who are an inspiration, someone who takes some adversity in their life and says, you know what, I'm not, I don't have victim mentality. I'm going to use this and I'm going to do better for this and be stronger and show others how to be strong and that's the kind of character that really appeals to my heart, probably because I've overcome a lot of adversity myself. So that was probably one of my favorite shows. And whenever I get a guest on the show like that, it always kind of touches me and makes it one of my favorite because I'm just, I'm kind of on the cheering team for the underdog, Glenn. <laughs> yes, you are. And, and, you know, everybody sees the tough exterior, the girl who shoots guns for a living. Uh, and Alan and I get, to, because we, I, I edit all the shows and I've worked with Tammy as a, co- a co-host at times, and Alan and I get to see the soft side that doesn't come across on the air all the time. And I think Alan <laughs> picks on Tammy all the time, but I think you would agree with that statement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Tammy's like and, and, a big I mean, loaf of French you're... bread. <laughs> Australian I don't bread? know how to take that. Yeah. <laughs> she's, all, she's all tough and crusty on the outside and light and fluff and soft in the inside. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> So you mean I was full of carbohydrates? <laughs> <laughs> like I've been running, you know. That's only the day before the race. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, put on weight since I've been working with her. <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> Thank you, Tammy. That that's that's very nice. Chris, you're up next. So uh, so your personal thing and your episode. It's going to be tough. You do so many episodes. I went to paradise this year. Where'd you go? Hawaii. No, I went to Paradise City um, up on Lake Superior, and I think uh, that was a fun trip for me. Uh, I've always wanted to go to the Great Lakes, and uh, that was that was a really interesting trip. And what you know, just going on Lake Superior and appreciating the 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 size of those Great Lakes—they're not called the Great Lakes for nothing—and you know their ecolog- ecological contribution to that part of the world and. It was fascinating, and I say I went to paradise because there wasn't there isn't many many places to stay up there when you get right to the top, and the only place we could find was uh, in a tiny little one horse town called Paradise, <laughs> and it was so not paradise. <laughs> <laughs> So not paradise. You know, you really did it. You you raved about that trip. And you're a person that's lived in like 50 countries around the world and traveled the whole world more than any of us have. Mm. And yet you really did kind of like that I trip. I left it up there, yeah. yeah. I've always looked at the Great Lakes. I remember when I was doing geography at school, uh, 
I learned about the Great Lakes and I always thought, gosh, that'd be fun. They're so huge. They, you know, it's such a vast area and it always fascinated me. And uh, I always remember when I learned all the names of them and <laughs> that was a long time ago. So, yeah, I really had a great time. We went to Mackinac Island, of course. And- Chris called us on the air. We, Jamie and I were doing the morning show and it was about 10 o'clock one morning and we get this call from Chris and I thought she was on vacation. And I'm going, what's she doing? She's supposed to be on vacation. Wendy, she was driving a horse uh, around the edge of Mackinac Island and called us while she was driving the horse, and we actually heard the clip-clops going as she was going, and she gave us a live report while driving a carriage around Mackinac Island. That's right, a little Belgium draft shorty was called that's right that shorty. Shorty. i remember yep. she sent us a picture of shorty's butt yep <laughs> i remember hearing about shorty yeah so that Tune was in. that was the kind of, that was fun that was fun that was a good time and what's your episode yeah well i have to say this is a tough one because one of the most rewarding things about doing this job is hearing people's stories and as tammy alluded to just now you know hearing the stories of adversity and the underdogs, and you know, hearing people's voices and in, in facilitating these people to come to the microphone and, and, and for the audience to listen to their voice and listen to their story. And, um, one of our listeners recently wrote on the Facebook page, uh, how, uh, it was actually uh, a message about the 400th episode that we're coming to here in a minute, and he said how I brought the person back to the personality. And I, and I thought, yeah, that's really, I think, what I would hope to do as a host. And so this one's difficult because one of the most rewarding parts of, of, of all this is, has been starting the Equestrian Legend Show and hearing the voices of these veterans from the horse world, from all aspects of the horse world, and we'll get into a lot more because that show is still fairly young, and, you know, for, the, for audiences and for generations who have probably seen their pictures, maybe they've been lucky and seen some video, it might be even black and white video, but they never actually heard their voice. So it's a wonderful historical record um, and an opportunity to bring these people to life again, if you will, and in front of the microphone, because they've long since stepped away out of the public eye. So... Long, long way of getting around to <laughs> my favorite episode, but I'd say all of the Equestrian Legends shows are becoming my favorites now. And uh, if you hear glass, uh, glasses being filled here, it's because Wendy's topping up her <laughs> glasses of wine. Um, <laughs> oh, I've been flagged. Yeah, Jennifer got water. <laughs> Just to lighten the mood a little. <laughs> you should probably clarify that this is in the evening, Glenn, and we're yes. not recording yeah, a morning show. It's after five o'clock somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, sun, the, the sun is down in Kentucky. And so I think if I had to pick one, it would be Annalie Drummond Hay, who, for many reasons, it, that was a nostalgic episode for me because she is a great. And she was you know, an eventer from She England. was an eventer and show jumper and did both those <clears> things. <throat> she was unique at, in her time and she was the only one to have been uh, named for both of those Olympic teams, you know, in, in that period. And, and I knew her back in the mid 60s and she was my idol then. And so that was wonderful catching up with her. So. A long way around telling you that Annalie Drummond Hay would have to be my pick, although all of those legend shows are a joy to do. They really are. And we, we always said about that legend show that it's a historical record. Some of those people like her, uh, that's the only time 
you know, they're they're getting up there in years, and some of them aren't going to be with us for very much longer. And it's the only audio record we have of yeah. a lot of them, so it really is a historical yeah. record of their lives in audio form. They've done interviews for for magazines and newspapers, but never have that voice. And it, there is something different. And I know Jamie, you love that show too. You know, there's something different about hearing their voices that makes it mm-hmm. special. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Henry Delaire last week. You know, Harry Delaire. Harry Delaire. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, was was one that I really enjoyed because he's just such a character. Mm-hmm. You know, and lots more great guests yeah. lined up for that. So um, yeah, cool. Yeah, that would be my pick. All right, very good. Let's go to Helena next, my old buddy. Uh, could you take the old out of that? <laughs> my <Okay>. buddy. <laughs> My favorite buddy, totally hot buddy, my really smart, super intellectual buddy. My my favorite episode is the one that hasn't happened yet. Oh, I have to say, oh, come on, that's just on uh, that's cop out there. What? No. Okay. Hey, no, cop out. Because you know what? I was going to say that, and from the Western Radio Show, and I didn't. Well, that's it's we, my turn, and you just man because I thought of it first. <laughs> well, I said it first. So wait a minute. Back up the truck. For episodes that already happened, I have to agree with Jamie. The interview with Madeline Pickens was really inspirational because what I took away from that was um, here is a woman who uh, found her voice. She used it for something that was really, really important to her, important to me, and. I walked away um, with a little more courage to say what's on my mind when it comes to what I think is right in the world and the way animals are treated, horses in particular. And it's a little scary because there are, you know, I'm I'm snarky to you, Glenn, but that's because I'm, you know, a couple hundred miles away. Um, but and Jennifer writes the checks, so she can yes, afford this to be. Yes, is true. <laughs> so uh, sometimes it's hard to find the courage to say what's really on your mind. But after that interview, I found that. Uh, really, what what am I so afraid of? So uh, she's doing something. She's got the means to do something and make a difference. I have my mouth. So um, I decided that I'm just going to speak up. Yet and another you- autobiography title. Just what? I've got a mouth. I've got a mouth and I'm going to use it. I think that's what Glenn was called. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Um, and so it was nice. And you know what? The other reason I really liked that episode is because Glenn wasn't on it. Bazinga! <laughs> 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 I did not roll my eyes once. Jamie and I just, we hit it right out of the park. And of hey, course, are I you replaced. are you in the market to do a daily morning show, Melina? <laughs> <laughs> I could be for the right price. <laughs> Talk to I Jennifer. Can. I can. <laughs> All right, what's your personal? You got to tell us your personal one. The personal one? Yeah, you missed that. What was the what most memorable thing you did personally, or or happened personally this year? Oh, oh, oh! This was the combo question. Yes. Um, it has to be the. Uh, do you want fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to drink. You you don't understand. Everybody else drinks wine to forget. I drink wine to slow my mind down so I can remember. And the question? Uh, the question is, I forgot. All right. The question is, personally, what did I do? I, I It would have to be surviving a, a, a surgery, a very brutal, aggressive surgery. Yeah. Yeah, she um, trashed her knee this year because her horse bucked her off. He did uh, not buck me off. <laughs> She hates when I say that. No, she actually took a. He bucked me off and I fell off. Well, she took a flying dismount. Is what happened actually. I did into a ditch, and everybody knows this now. Thank you, Glenn. (laughs) But um, I 
for being somebody who has forever been defined by her physicality, I've been an athlete since the day I came out of the womb. And um, I had to face a lot of uh, oh, uncertainty physically when you when you are defined. And it's, it's not just what I do every day. It's who I am as a person. And for that to have for that to come into question and you sit around, literally, you can't do anything. What am I going to be? Who am I? How do I get through the day without being able to bounce and jump and spin and kick and post and muck? And so I, I, and the year's not out yet. And I still quite haven't come to terms with who I am if I'm not a physical being. Um, but I survived it. So that's, that's my story, I guess. Well, thank you, Helena. And you're, you're, you, you did survive it. There were a couple rough weeks there. but uh... I feel so shallow now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, when you can't go out and ride, you have nothing to do but think, think deep think... thought. <laughs> All right, Alan, lighten this up a little. Lighten this up a little, Alan. I don't know that I can. Oh. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I am. It's the wine. Maybe I went a little too slow. <laughs> you're uh, like... You know, I'm softer-hearted than Tammy is, but uh, uh, mine would have to be, and it just happened, I mean, we're recording uh, uh, right here in the middle of December. Mine would have to be December 11th, 2011, uh, for the personal deal that I'll remember. And it's not necessarily just for this year. It's for a long, long time, uh, because before every rodeo, we start off with... uh, patriotic openings and uh, tributes to the troops and the colors and such as that. But uh, I had the opportunity to announce a benefit rodeo for what they call the Snowball Express, which is uh, is a benefit rodeo for, for kids who have lost a parent in the war on terror since uh, 9-11-2001. Uh, Snowball Express flies them in. American Airlines donated nine big jets. They flew in almost 2,000 kids to Dallas, Texas. They gave them a day at Six Flags. Uh, they have these, this motorcycle crew that comes in and to be escorts. Dallas police, Mesquite police, and many other uh, town police. They stopped traffic on the interstate. 49 school buses were hauling these kids around. Uh, and, and it was just a cool deal to be able to give a little bit back to those who have given so much for our freedom that we enjoy to be able to go and, and travel this country and go to rodeos and that. And uh, and Sunday, December 11th, 2011, just, uh, it was a day that just really, while we were working it, it was one thing to where we'd get really good reactions with the kids. And then afterwards, when they were on their way out, uh, it just kind of hits you to what it was. And uh, later that evening, we all gathered up and went to Gillies. And Gary Sinise of uh, CSI New York and Lieutenant Dan, he's got a band called Lieutenant Dan Band. And uh, he did a show for him, and, and uh, you could just see the genuine, sincere love that he had for the kids in this country. He had like 150 of them up on the stage with him one time, uh, and he would walk out amongst them, and the band was really good. Uh, some of the crew from the old uh, Cool and the Gang were there, got to meet some of those guys, and, and uh, they're just appreciative for our freedoms and, and what these kids have sacrificed by losing a parent for our freedom. And it was just... Uh, uh, a real humbling day and something that I'll remember forever and was proud to have the opportunity to do it. Uh, as far as my episode, it would have to be episode number 61 of this year. A good friend of mine who was a state senator in the state of North Dakota was a rodeo clown. Uh, Steve Tomac, we had him on the show. 
uh, we got to reminisce a lot about our old rodeo friends and, and uh, what he has done in the state senate there in North Dakota, uh, some of his thoughts on patriotism. And uh, Tammy and I kind of came up, uh, well, he came up with this little motto uh, that we kind of followed by there for a while when we did get back to it. It was ranching, rodeoing, and raising the flag, the three R's of being a cowboy. I thought it was really cool. And uh, that's just my favorite episode of the year, other than Donnie Gay when we had him on uh, right before the NFR not too long ago. I tell you, Alan, that was one of my favorite of your episodes too. Was was him? I I just didn't. He was just fun to listen to. You know, he was. Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah, a great guy. Just I mean, just he's real humble about it. He believes, and uh, he's a Democrat. And of course, I'm. I have really Republican beliefs, and. Uh, and he was the most Republican Democrat I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, and you two didn't even end up in a fist fight. I was so happy that we got through that episode without a war. It was good. <laughs> and, and, and a funny, funny, funny rodeo clown, too, when he was going. I sure miss him out there at the rodeos out that way. Well, thank you, Alan, very much. Wendy, you know, you we haven't done a whole lot of episodes. We've only done 20-some mm-hmm. right now, but... Uh, uh, I think you can guess my favorite episode. Uh, yeah, I think I can, too. Go ahead. It was Martin's. Yes. <laughs> you knew it was going to be I Martin's. knew it was going to be that. Because, um, well, not only was it a really fun road trip, but I love Martin's. And Martin's is the carriage auction that's held twice a year in Pennsylvania. But uh, one of the things I liked about doing that episode was that um, I felt like I got to share with everybody listening that you know, it's more than just a carriage auction. It's a social event. And and you see all these people from all these walks of life. Not everybody drives there. Some of them just collect carriages or, you know, some are just, like, I, don't, I never hang out with Amish people. I know lots of Amish there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like my first experience with Amish people. And um, it's just a really great We don't have a big listening base in the Amish community. I just want no. to let you know. Yeah. Well, they need to go to Amish online, and we need to give them a <laughs> There is an Amish Do they even have computers? (laughs) No, not really. Not most of them. But they use cell phones like crazy now. They do. Yeah. But it was, um, you know, it was just a fun show, and there were so many different people, and I think our mix of guests was really good. Like, especially, I'm going blank on his name, but the man that made the chuck wagon. Yes. Yes. What a sweet guy. Yeah. 80-some years old. He made a complete chuck wagon with 120 of the accoutrements that Mm -hmm. go with it. He researched, found them all. This thing was a work of art. It was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. He was a neat guy. And it really, when he talked about it, you could see, like, how emotional that was for him to build that. Like, you can see his life in that that thing. And he had built stagecoaches before in the past. And... um, that history is all. And he's not be even lost. a driver. He just does no. it because he likes yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but he researches the history and he knows like every piece. So that's something like for me as just a combined driver, I, you know, drive because I like to spend time with my horses. But there are some people that actually, like, uh, you know, investigate the history of these carriages and how they evolved. And it's really, it was really interesting to get to talk to him more about that. And if you ever want to have a wild time for a weekend, take a road trip for 10 hours in a car with Wendy. It was not that bad. <laughs> she had us in the crappiest hotel that has ever, in all of Pennsylvania. I, no, but I didn't There were line. drug I deals did. going on outside of our rooms. <laughs> it, it, was, it was crackdown. It was crackdown. <laughs> Who drove? Wendy. <laughs> but Linda Ward was staying in our hotel, and she was safe. 
Remember? Yeah, yeah, it was scary. It's there, there were it's... other other people from the auction stand. It wasn't all that bad. There's only the only the drug dealers were in the left side of the hotel, and all the carriage auction people were in the right side. That's amazing. Well, is that I like your... the other side of the tracks. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And there was a train right behind it. Did we mention that <laughs> all and night long? <laughs> And, and what What's your personal? Your personal you you traveled so much this year. Yeah, too. I would say my personal. Um, it's not just one incident, but I uh, I've been competing really hard for the last couple of years, um, probably since like 2004 with my horses, and even before that, before I carriage drove, I was really like pushing them hard and bringing them along, and you know, like making them and selling them. And this year, I just let them be horses and. Uh, you know, I'm kind of putting together a new team. And so I took the year off from competing and just drove and rode for fun and spent more time with my family. And I had a, I think it was great for me personally. I know you did enjoy mm-hmm. that. You enjoyed the, really a little time off. Yeah. Uh, to get so back to great. your business, too. You have being mm-hmm. a veterinarian and a yeah. Chinese uh, medicine doctor. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yep. I learned chiropractic. And um, I think sometimes when you get... You know, horses do take a lot of time and dedication, and sometimes you lose a little bit of uh, ties with your family that aren't horsey. So I think that was a great thing for me to do personally. Taking pictures now, of uh, these Glenn, guys. Glenn too. and Chris are taking pictures of each other <laughs> with their smartphones as we sit here at the table. Another insight into who the Horse Radio Network hosts. All right, now I'm are. really interested to hear the next one because she is my wife, and that's Coach Jen. Your your highlights. I'm very interested to hear this because we have not discussed it. <laughs> no, we have not. Um, my favorite show, and this was tough again because the horses in the morning show. I'm not an on-air person but I'm involved with it. We do so many. And I came up with a list of about a half a dozen of favorites, but they were because of the specific guest versus the whole show. And I really took to heart the show part. And my favorite show as a whole, the entire episode for this year was live from Graceland. Yeah. I have to agree. That was kind of special. That place is electric. (laughs) Yeah. It really, and we're not Elvis fans. No, neither one of us are real big. We were more Beatles fans than Elvis fans. Yeah, and the place really is electric, and that was a really, really cool day. And for those that missed it, we actually did the show from Elvis's barn. The horses were right there that are still there. We did it with the lady who's been taking care of Elvis's horses since the day he died. She's been at that barn for 30 years or something, Mm -hmm. and she knows all the stories. She knew all the stories from when Elvis had the horses, and it was just one of those very, very special days. That was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Hey, was that the day that I had to stay home when you guys got to go travel and I had to be the producer? Yeah, we were really grateful of that, by the way. I didn't get to go. You did an excellent job. You did an excellent job as producer. Uh Yeah, I remember that episode. (laughs) Jen likes it because it's the one I wasn't on. <laughs> That's funny. That's and and uh, your personal one? I'm really per- interested here. Personal hear. <laughs> one. The my uh, standout moment for the year is Glenn and I took a family vacation and we went to the Smoky Mountains this year with some friends. And Glenn and I have been together for 25 years. Yep. Married for 24. And for the first time, Glenn <laughs> got on a horse and went for a trail ride with me. And he liked it. Woohoo! It was fun. We we climbed a mountain together. Yeah, I, I can awesome. attest to that. I get a te- I get a text message like the minute you got off, didn't? didn't <laughs> yeah. it was like I just went for a trail ride. Yeah. 
Stop. And, it, and yeah. I liked it. And you like, it was just so cool because I was in the back. I had a really, really slow, lovely horse. Um, so I was probably beat 20. the hell out of going up the mountain without a horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walking would have been really bad. Yeah. And uh, so I was just sitting back there kind of watching it all pan out in front of me. And Glenn was just up there just having a high old time. Even when, even when the turkey flew down and landed on your horse's head. <laughs> There's a turkey flew out of a tree landed on my horse's head. And Did it was like, that? this would only happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, that, was, that was a standout moment. So, so we used the Do You Know Who We Are card when we went down there to take this trail ride in, uh, in, in the Smoky Mountains. And we said, we're with the Horse Radio Network. And there were a whole bunch of people supposed to be on our ride. And then when we went back to take the ride, it was just us and the guides mm-hmm. that had changed. They moved everybody else because they wanted to give us this good experience because we were with the radio show. And we get about an hour in. Remember, I don't ride, I drive. So it's a little bit different. We don't have the wide leg syndrome of riding. So I get halfway <laughs> through this ride, and it's an hour long, and, and we've gone up and down the side of the mountain there. And, and he's pointing out where he usually sees the bears. Yeah, where oh the bears. God. And then we have and the turkey landing on the yeah. horse's head. And then there's this big steep hill to the right, and I see we're heading back to the barns, and I'm going, yes, we're done now, and this is going to be good. This is just the right amount of time. And he makes a right and heads up the steep hill, and he says, we normally don't do this, but before for you guys, we're going to extend it another hour. You get some good views. Oh from my up god! Here. <laughs> I was about dead by the time I got back. <laughs> and what was I going to say? No, I really don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Speak of forking me. <laughs> it was very. It was cool. That was that was fun. I did enjoy it. Now I'm I, now I'm riding more. So there you go. There you go. Um, who's left? Me. Um, I tell you, my favorite show of the year, and there's so many. I do so many shows. Like, Chris, it's tough to pick. Uh, But I have to say that the most memorable for me this year was something we did called Horse World Gives Back. It was, it was, we put this together in a couple of weeks, and we did it to raise money for all those people this year, all those horse people and not horse people. Tornadoes who lost their homes and and family members and everything in the tornadoes, the terrible tornadoes of this year in the South and the West, Midwest. And that one, we put it together very quickly, but I was very proud of the two-hour telethon we did that night. We raised over $12,000 for the Red Cross and for uh, for the Kentucky Horse Fund that helps horses all over the country, helps horse people all over the country. And... I was just so proud of what we put together. The guests we had on this show, they were weeks away from losing everything. And they came on to tell their stories in this show. And I thought it was going to be difficult for a lot of them. We discussed that. How, 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 how are they going to do this? How are they going to talk about losing horses and p- family members and homes? And, and I don't, you know, those of you that were involved in that show you know, had to be as surprised as I was about how eloquent and how composed they all were, and how happy they were to tell their stories. I'm, cry- I'm tearing up just talking about it right now. It was one of those spe- very special nights, and I, uh, we're going to continue to do that every year to raise money for, for, uh, for horse people and non-horse people alike who are, are victims of tragedies like that. And, boy, it was just one of those special evenings. And I know, Chris, mm-hmm. you, know, you were sitting there with me that night, mm-hmm. um, and Jamie was on there, and Helena. It was just one of those nights. It was very, very special, and we're going to be doing that again. And if you want to hear that show, you can hear it at horseworldgivesback.com. Personally, and I'm not just saying this because she's sitting beside me and I don't want to sleep on the couch tonight, um, and that is... (laughs) (laughs) 
I knew Alan was going to chip in about this one, is actually my wife and I have worked together on and off for the last 25 years. And we, t- we tend to work pretty well together. We're one of those couples that can actually work together. Well, we haven't worked together for, as in a business for the last five years. Six years, seven years, maybe. And so having her come on board with the Horse Radio Network, first of all, it helped my workload tremendously. I went from 120 hours a week to 100 now. And having her just... Seeing her blossom as a host and actually take over that responsibility, which she did not want to do. And now I listen to Horse Tip Daily, and she's doing such a good job on that show. So I think that has to be one of my has to be my moment this year is is having Jennifer come on board. Well, that kind of blows the hole. I was going to quit next week. <laughs> you can't quit now. You can't, you can't quit, quit now. now. See, do you I want know. a good Christmas present, Glenn? Yeah. Is that what this is about? <laughs> <laughs> So I think those are mine. Does anybody have? We've gone through everybody now, and we're we're almost running out of time. Does anybody have? Anybody want to chip in with anything now? Don't all speak at once. We're we're a talk show host. You're all supposed to have something. Now they're all quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just like lead us around by the nose and then drop us on our faces. We don't know what to do without show notes or guidance. We're just sitting here like a bunch of dummies. I would well. Just and to say, I think, if Brenda, I could. we could just go around the table and hear what people are um, anticipating for the shows next year. All right. Chris, start. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we <coughs> it's a big year, of course, with the Olympic disciplines because we have the Olympic Games in London. And we'll be covering that on probably half the network. Uh, yeah, so easy. that's so that's going to be big. Um, of course, we've got Rolex. Has, will probably won't be one of our first outside broadcasts. We might have something in Florida before that, um, but we may be doing more of those outside broadcasts. So, <clears throat> on the shows, and uh, hopefully, getting more and more sponsors. So you're uh, looking supporting. forward to using your frequent flyer miles. Well, we're earning frequent flyer I miles. Think, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm going to be passing the bucket around later and uh, raise some money to send me to London. <laughs> Wendy? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to more episodes with you, Glenn. And uh, What, do you want a bigger gift? Yeah, I want a bigger race. <laughs> I want a bigger race. And I'm really hoping that we expand the driving radio show to include uh, some more educational things and get some guests on to do like, uh, uh, like installments. How to change a flat. How to change a flat. That's a good How do you one. change a flat? Well, see, that's what I want to do. That's I want to act like a girl. You put your hair down and you stand behind the trailer. <laughs> well, you know, Tammy, uh, they changed this rule in combined driving uh, a couple years ago, and you used to have to carry spares. And then they said it's whatever the whip deems appropriate. So my spares kit includes duct tape, lipstick, and port. So if I can't fix it with duct tape, I put on my lipstick and just drink port until the next person comes along and beg them for help. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Tammy likes that. <laughs> yeah, I need like that, Tammy. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to more episodes of the Driving Radio Show. I think it's going to really blossom because we're just a beginning show, but I hope we can you know, give the listeners something more to hear. There's a segment on that show we do every week that's unique to the network because Tammy is a, a veterinarian that, and a that traditional... Would be Wendy. Her Wendy is a veterinarian <laughs> and a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. Sorry about that promotion. We, yes. We, we decided I just made you Tammy. Chinese, when, or Tammy. <laughs> just squint your eyes. That's a messed that's up accent. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, she does a segment every week about traditional Chinese medicine, and we've had lots of comments about how people like that because I think everybody's curious about it, the herbs and, and everything mm-hmm. that the acupuncture and all of that. Everybody's curious about it, but nobody knows a lot about it, and she's really teaching us all about it. And, uh, you know, I know, Helena, when we had you on to do it on our show originally. Oh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. right, on the stable we, It was fascinating. We just, mm-hmm. I know, Helena, that was something that we talked about for a couple weeks after that, and it is just fascinating stuff to learn about it. So it's a good segment, Wendy. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Helena, you're next. <laughs> what, was well, what are we talking about? What's the topic? The topic is what are you looking forward to this year? I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so I was going to say my favorite episode is going to be the one where where I get to ask Margie Engel all the questions I've ever wanted to ask her and tell her how awesome she is. That would be great. That's the one. So get busy, Glenn. Okay, I'll, have, I'll get some help with Chris on that one. <laughs> I think we can get Seriously, through. no, I, I think, you know, it's funny because at, at my age, I still have these heroes, and they're, and she's definitely one of them. I think she's just one of the, the greatest horsewomen um ever and and she's a little underrated i mean obviously she's not underpaid but i I just think her her uh her skills are a little underrated but um so margie engel yes margie if you're out there listening please call me (laughs) to do lunch (laughs) helena at (laughs) horseradionetwork.com and you know uh, one of the things that i'm really looking forward to in the coming year is more uh traveling you know i don't get to move around as much i have i'm i'm tied to my house. I have a, a young daughter, so, um, but she's getting a little bit older and we're independent. So I'm really looking forward to getting out there and meeting a lot of these people that we talk to face to face because there's such an emotional connection. I think that when you talk to somebody or when you meet somebody who's really passionate about their little niche of the horse world, you can't help but be infected by that passion. And I mean, we get such a small piece of that on the radio, on our shows. And I still feel it. I come away with every show like, oh, I want a Cleveland Bay or, oh, I want Morgans or, oh, I want to drive minis and, oh, I want this. And I want, you know, but then when you actually meet them in person, that connection goes so deep and it is, it's just so inspiring that it, it infiltrates your life outside of the Horse Radio Network. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of our guests and learning more from my friends in the horse world face to face. You know, Alan, I want to tell you that we were out when we we got to do a neat trip for Horses in the Morning out to Norco, California here just a couple of weeks ago. And Helena, we got to meet a lot of those people you're talking about and learn more about them and spend more time with them. And Alan, I have to tell you the story because you can use it against Jamie later. It's um, uh, we were out there and one of our listeners came to one of the recordings and said, I listened to a lot of your shows. Her name is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. She said, I listen to a lot of your shows. Now, Jamie is standing right beside me. I listen to Horses in the Morning, but Helene is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) That made my day. Now, I got to say, Glenn, what did I say to her at that moment? I don't remember. I was still laughing from the statement. (laughs) I said nothing. However, when we started our show the next morning and she was sitting in the audience, I cold busted her right then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was I was standing there thinking, oh my god, is Jamie going to keep her mouth shut? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought it was very sweet, and I thought she's such a sweet girl for listening she to the was. shows and everything like that. So no, I re- really wasn't offended at all, <laughs> Glenn. I swear. Yeah, Selena's my favorite after Tammy too. <laughs> <laughs> now, now yeah, I'm well, Glenn's my favorite. <laughs> Tammy and I finally got to record a show together just last week. Alan was busy, and I got to, it was very it was a lot of fun, Tammy. 
It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Uh, so I think the, the um, who have we missed here? Who's next on the hit parade? Uh, I can go. Okay, go ahead. Jamie? Um, Glenn's having trouble making check I'm, I'm marks. The, I, ADD, it's an hour now, and I'm, I, it's kicked in. And He's a mess. Uh, I guess it, what I'm looking forward to in the next year is people always ask me, they say, how's that whole uh, radio show about horses going? And <laughs> all I say is they're still paying me, so it's going great. <laughs> That's when and, you know they don't really listen. They just tell right. you they listen. That's right. Oh, totally. No, I know that. I mean, it's like, you know, friends and family. and they, you know, I don't They don't listen. It's fine. Uh, I don't but, know. It's turned into a gopher show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I just say he, to the next year, hopefully we're sitting here at this time next year and we're doing the same exact show with this many, if not more people and, and, and celebrate the holidays this way. Cause it's be kind of becoming a little holiday tradition for me to sit here and talk to y'all. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, I would like to say and make this promise to our listeners that if Jennifer and Glenn do not find me a book to read on the air, that I will read black beauty again, oh, please. No, oh, for God. the love of God. No, I liked that. I, I liked that, Jamie. I actually tuned in to listen to you read that. Helena, you're my favorite, too. I, I did. I know. I I know. I, I don't have much time to listen to things, but that one was kind of, I was pretty stoked about that. Oh, geez, I'd kill myself before I had to listen to that book again. Better get hopping. Hot. Find some uh, publisher somewhere. We need to find a different book Dr. for her. Dr. Dr. Seuss. Yes, there we go. That'd be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> who's, next. Up, who's next? Who have I missed? I really, it's the ADD is kicking in, guys, so you have to you help me out me. here. Oh, Jennifer. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> well, let me, let me look at my notes first. Oh, um, I'm looking forward to learning how to speak in front of a microphone without reading it. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm hopeful. And uh, actually... I kind of thrive behind the scenes. This whole microphone thing for me is a little stressful. And I'm really looking forward to participating in growing the Horse Radio Network into a more mature business. Isn't that's the mm-hmm. that's the you, irritatingly you talk practical about me? Sure, are you talking about Glenn or are you talking about business? <laughs> You're gonna wait a long time. That means I'm taking you might have more to fire more your husband to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say grow, meaningful? <laughs> Those don't go with Glenn Hebert. <laughs> that's why she has to take over the business. That's, that's why I'm doing it, not Glenn. Does. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole process of it becoming more mature as a, as a business versus um, this crazy little idea that Glenn and Helena had to keep him busy because he was bored with his job. <laughs> right which on. is really Actually, how it all started. Yeah, I second that, Jenna. I think that's going to be a great thing for us to to work on this upcoming year. I like it. Good. When you guys figure out what that is, could you let me know? (laughs) We'll get together on it. Glenn, that was a really good, I I have to give it to you, it was a great business decision to bring Jenna on board because she does have that practical je ne sais quoi. That is gonna is gonna keep that this up. thing alive. Well, I I forgot what I was saying. Wendy, what's that mean? <laughs> something special, isn't it? Okay. Is that is that, that that I don't know what there are no words oh, yeah, that's, for it. That's something special. <laughs> that's a, oh, there's the new autobiography title right there. What? Oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> 
And who, anybody else? We all. Do through? we miss anybody? I think that's everybody, uh, except for me. And, you know, I'm kind of, it's tough because this was just started with Helene and I going to do a show till Chris called me one day and said, you got to do an eventing show. You just have to. And it's about Rolex and we'll quit it after Rolex and that'll be it. We won't do anymore. And I said, just to Rolex, we're not doing anymore. It's just Helene and I. Because that's all I really wanted to do. I just wanted to have this fun little show that Helene and I got together once a week and bored each other to death. And uh, then it got exciting, and people started listening, and then Chris came on, and then we got to Rolex, and it was like, well, we got all these listeners, we might as well just keep going. And in typical Glenn fashion, it was a fast downhill roll from there. (laughs) And it grew and grew and grew, and now we have almost 100,000 listeners in 42 countries. And that's growing 43, by excuse me. 43, countries. 43 countries. A million downloads. Oh, million uh, downloads. We went over a million downloads for this year, which was the first in, time. In one year. In one year. Not total. Yep. One, one million downloads. Okay. And you know what? Like 999,000 of those are from Australia. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Australia. I have to, no, I have to shout out to our, that's our, my mom. Australian, <laughs> our Australian fans and our New Zealand fans. Dude, we get so much fan mail from our friends down under. It's like, I love it. I thank you. <laughs> it used to be Canada was our number two listening audience after the United States, and now it's Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, but uh, Australia is the most interactive. Yeah, they're, they really they're... do. They, they have nothing else to do down there. Y'all better be careful what you say about Australians right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying good things. We're saying, We're saying good things. Yeah, yeah. You. yeah, yeah. We're interactive. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is an arm of the fair treatment of Gophers Coalition in Australia. Yes, that's correct. Yes, I thought you were talking about the Coalition of the Fair Treatment of Australians. <laughs> <laughs> their, head, their headquarters are in Perth, aren't they? Yes. Did yeah. you notice her Australian <laughs> accent gets thicker? Yes. She loses the Texas accent. She yes, gets yes. all Aussie on us. I true. get pulled over for a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you all. I got to thank all the hosts here for and the, uh, you know for everything you do. You're the ones who who produce these shows, who get these terrific guests on, who make it all happen. Uh, you know, I have to thank the guests also for a terrific year. They're kind enough to take their time out to come on and talk to us and our listeners. And for some of them, they're very very busy people. They're the tops in their sports around the world. And they, they do take their time out to come on and to share their lives with, our, with us and our listeners. And we really appreciate that. All of our sponsors, we need to give a round of applause for them because we all get paid when yeah. <laughs> this network survives because they help us out and they, they, they really do support the shows. And obviously they get something in return for that, but they do support the shows. And, when you know, we're, we're new media. We're new to this, this marketplace and we're getting bigger and bigger. All of our affiliates, we have over 60 websites now that carry the shows. We want to thank all that, of them. That we know about. That we know about. There's more yeah. than that, for sure. And if you're listening from a website and you would say, well, how can I do that? Just go to, our, go to horseradionetwork.com and the, go to follow the affiliate tab at the top. It's very easy for you to put the players on there. You can have it on, on your there. very own website. So, uh, you know, to everybody, to our listeners, there's another round of applause that we have to give. Facebook has made it easier for us to be more interactive with our listeners. We're getting a lot more emails than we ever have in the past. And, and, uh, you know, the morning show has really helped because people are listening live. They can interact live on on Facebook and, you know, give us calls and things like that. So that's been kind of neat to get closer to to our listeners that way. We have a small group of listeners that we, we call our own little legends. 
that legacy, legacy they're part of the legacy club who have listened to every episode of every show all <laughs> 1700 of them people i haven't even listened to every episode of every show so to those few select few that have done that they're listening to this right now to you we just give uh, we're, we're going to raise our glasses here to you because god bless you and we and please get a life um because, <laughs> We do appreciate you. Thank you all for being here again this year, and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everybody. Did I miss anything, Chris? No, but, um, you know, I I would just like to chip in finally, Glenn. I mean, you've thanked everybody, but I would like to thank everybody, being one of the first ones to the table here, and you can blame me for starting up these other shows. Uh, It's your fault I have no life. (laughs) It's true, actually. (laughs) You're blaming me. It's all her fault. (laughs) You're sleeping on the couch tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to thank each and every one of you personally for listening to the shows. You know, who would have thought when we started these that it would have attracted the listenership that it has, the audience that's built up around the world, and the communities. You know, when you think about the shows that I do, Glenn, you know, each one has its own community. And and we've just given them a voice and given them a destination. And I've just so enjoyed doing that and, and bringing these people to the microphone each and every week for you to enjoy and to hear their voices and their stories. It's it's a joy. And uh, thank you, each and every one of you, for supporting the shows and, and making the Horse Radio Network what it is today. And uh, and here's to future growth. You know, we when we first started the Horse Radio Network, we were looking for a tagline, and I, I said to Chris and Helena, I said, I'd really like to be the voice of the horse world, and we thought it was too arrogant at that point when we had 12 listeners um, to say that, and then uh, when, we, when we got up to almost a million downloads, we decided to change our tagline to the voice of the horse world, and I truly think that fits because we are bringing a voice, a voice, to the horse world. Uh, And I I think that's one of the things that I hope that the Horse Radio Network shows go down and become kind of a legacy in themselves because you can always go back and listen to your favorite rider or your favorite guest. You can listen to them over and over again. Your favorite reindeer wrangler. Your favorite reindeer wrangler. We had one of those on the show this year, too. So, (laughs) Well, thank you all. Have a terrific holiday season. And we're going to see you all on some brand new shows in January for 2012. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. A merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on troubles will be miles away And here Friends who 
If the fates align. 